All right, everybody. Welcome to, uh, I'm not even sure what, the 21, 22 episode, 21 or 22. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) quite a few of these, uh, but first one of 2020. um, True, we'll we'll just call it the 20th episode because it's... There we go. There we go. Uh, Took a little bit of a sabbatical for the holidays and and stuff. but uh, but we're back, ready and raring to go. And um, it's your lovely host, Braden, my good buddy Josh. Uh, how How's are we guys? this? How are we this week, Josh? I'm doing pretty good, pretty good. Back into some wrestling uh, through, through Christmas and stuff. I um, I watched a little bit here and there, but you know, a lot of stuff going on, and uh, you know, if I if I couldn't get to it, I was like, yeah, you know, family and st- stuff like that is more important. Crazy work hours, everything like that going on. Just catch what I can, but finally got you know that's out of the way. Work schedules back to normal. Trying to jump back into some wrestling. Indeed, indeed. Um, so we're we're just gonna we're gonna cover this week um, along with some news. Uh, we are firmly on the road to. Uh, Probably my second favorite pay-per-view of the year. Uh, obviously, WrestleMania being the, the granddaddy of them all. But um, I love me I love me some Royal Rumble. Uh, always always a fun show. Yep. It's always um, fun to watch live. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it seems like this year, in my opinion, I think we've got that element of surprise again because uh, – Page supposedly is being rumored at coming back. Um, Edge is rumored at coming back, and of course we got uh, Mister Phil Brooks, CM Hunk out there. We don't know what he's going to do. True, so true. I feel like we could get that holy crap moment of uh, of a surprise entrant again, which is which is always fun. Um, but getting right into things. Uh, We'll kick it off with Raw this week. Um, and we kicked off with McIntyre, Orton, and Styles. Love what they're doing with McIntyre. It, it feels like they're finally getting it right because he, he's, a, he's a baby face, but um, not uh, – not a not a true baby face i guess you would say so um solid stuff um it's pretty cool that they interjected him in here too uh i think he's been working uh again i've been a little bit out of the loop but i know he he was working hawkins and Ryder, and um uh, i can't remember who he had last week but uh they had the ongoing orton and aj feud going on and them drew kind of Kind of wedged himself in there and got involved in that and had a pretty good three way this week and yeah and yeah. Drew Drew got the win over both of them so looks yep. like they're putting some confidence in him yeah I, I think it's it's long overdue that uh yeah, listening to to Jr and Arn Anderson's podcast they they're very high on McIntyre I, I don't understand. Uh, I'm like both of them. I don't understand how this guy isn't a world champion. He can talk. He can work. Uh, he's, you know, for somebody 
it, it, he just looks like someone Vince would love in terms of look. Uh, so, so I don't know, maybe, maybe this is his year. Who knows? Um, moving on, we get, uh, Rollins, this, uh, what, what do you think about this new Messiah thing? Uh, we, we got going on. Um, I don't, I don't think we've had a lot of time to talk about it. Well, it's, I like the, uh, I like where it comes from, you know, uh, mm-hmm. where he's, um, where he was, he was the top good guy. He was, you know, the one the fans wanted. And then when he got there, you know, they kind of turned on him and, you know, so he, he, he still feels, which, which is the best, one of the best qualities of any kind of heel, you know, to think that he's on the right, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So, That's. So I, uh-huh. I enjoy that part of it. Yeah, I, I do too. I think, um, I, I really want I think the, the the way to make this even stronger is just to go full bore eventually uh, and have AOP be tag champs and have him be uh, the world champ again. I don't know if they want to go back to him after taking the universal title back off of him in October. Um, but uh, I think that would certainly make things stronger. Yeah. Moving forward, we've got Ricochet uh, taking on Mojo Raleigh. Um, he's going to enter the Royal Rumble. I look for him to possibly try and do some kind of Kofi-esque spot. Uh, Kofi might still have a spot. I don't know, but I know he's getting a little bit older and might not can do some of the stuff he, he did 10, 12 years ago. Um sure. That, that, that's kind of funny. I was thinking about the Kofi spot this morning, and, and um, uh, of course, Ricochet is a good prime example to be in that spot. But you know, you still got Kofi there, and he, yeah. you know, he'll he'll probably want to do something like that. But then Morrison's back this year, and Morrison was the Kofi spot before Kofi was the Kofi spot. And I'm loving that. We'll skip ahead slightly here since you you brought up Morrison. Whoever's idea it was to say, well, well, why don't we just put him back with Miz? Give that person a raise <laughs> because that was just fantasy booking. That was one of my first thoughts because it's like, how do you bring this guy back? And I loved the dirt sheet back in the day. I loved Miz and Morrison, a very underrated tag team. Yep. Yep. So, I, I, yeah, that was we'll, – we'll get uh, more on that when we get to SmackDown. But um, but anyhow, uh, we've got uh, Charlotte taking on um, Sarah Logan. But um, just, a, just a quick squash. Uh, got some more stuff from Owens and Samoa Joe uh, with Big Show. I'm loving Owens and Samoa Joe. I think, uh, I think they're a good foil to Rollins and AOP. Uh, I'm digging all that. Then we get just a phenomenal segment. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love this. uh, We get Heyman out and our truth who continues to be just a joy to watch 
Heyman and Lesnar out there doing their usual stick, and our truth just comes out. I, I can't do this justice. If you haven't seen it, go out of your way to watch it. Um, truth is doing his usual truth stuff. Um, then eventually gets uh, an F5 for his troubles. But just this whole interaction was just great. <laughs> I, I, I love the segment. It was cool. I loved the um when, when the when the twist happened and uh, he told Heyman he was like I, I'm sorry and he's like but you talk a lot and and yeah. I, the, the first thing I was like that that's true Heyman can yeah. sell snow to Eskimos but he, <laughs> he rambles a lot too but but it's entertaining rambling but yeah I was like that's awesome uh yeah so so if if you haven't seen it go out of your way to watch it great stuff. Um, we get more from the fallout of Lashley and Lana, and I know we haven't got a chance to talk about this, and I know we tried not to talk about this, but they had the big wedding angle a couple weeks ago. They brought back Liv Morgan to to be in this, so <laughs> I, I, I'll just—I mean. What say you on all this? I mean, what? Uh... Well, I've got some interest in on on this situation, and and it's actually it helps it it helps tie into our podcast really. Um, <laughs> I, I know I know it's kind of off the wall, but think about it. Uh, a lot of us included aren't feeling this angle, you know, and and we've we've done a good job of you know we'll mention it, we won't de- uh, dive deep into it, and we'll move on, you know, because that's what we are, you know, we're not gonna. We're not going to bash. If we don't like it, we'll, we'll let you know we don't like it, but we're not going to bash. And um, apparently, somewhere somewhere over the past week or so, I've heard something about that during this like the segment, I don't know if it's a ratings pop or if it's like online views of this these segments, like on YouTube or the WWE thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, apparently, there's a spike in the numbers during these segments. I don't know if, I don't know where it's coming from. So my, my thought process is this feud isn't my cup of tea, but apparently maybe somebody's it is somebody's cup of tea. So, you know. Yeah, I've, I've heard that as well. That, um, and I think it was the YouTube views that, yeah, they're they're just doing phenomenally well. Um, and you know that's why a lot of times not to get too far out in the weeds here. A lot of people want to talk about ratings and we'll get more into that in a bit. Uh, you've got, uh, I, I think the, the wedding segment, I know it was over a million views. Um, so something like something crazy. So while raw might not be getting five, six million, seven million viewers, like it did 15, 20 years ago, there's still an audience out there and it's just the way entertainment television in general is consumed. Now, nothing really outside of sports, I would venture to say is event viewing due to DVR and YouTube and things like that. So to your point, yeah, I mean, I've not really dug it. I'm counting down the days for Rusev to go to AEW. Uh, <laughs> Because I really think he could just be fully unleashed, much in the way that Moxley has been. Um, but hey, people out there, 
somebody seems to be digging it. So they must be doing something right. True, true. Uh, I enjoy seeing both guys get TV time at least because, you know, we did did have a little while. We're, well, I think Lashley was that hurt, but like Rusev, they just wasn't used to, you know. And so it is kind of cool. Both guys are getting TV time, and I'm not digging the storyline, but you know, at least get to see them on TV each week. So, uh, then we get probably the second best women's feud, and I'll get more on that in a little bit. Uh, Becky and Oscar, I love the continuity here. Uh, one year later, yeah. Becky's going to try to get her win. I've, I actually heard a report, and I don't want to believe this. I want to believe that they actually had this planned. I heard a report that this was just unintentional, that, well, we have nobody for Becky. What about Oscar? Oh, yeah, they, they fought last year. <laughs> well, we've got a story, pal. So I well, want to – go ahead. I, I'm – I don't. I, I want to. I'm like you. I want to think the, you know, that they kind of had it planned. But being that Kyrie's out hurt, so they did, couldn't really do anything with him as a team. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning toward the, uh, you know, maybe they kind of lucked into this story. Yeah, it, it and it's it's been solid. It's it's been very solid. Uh, of course, Oscar, uh, the Green Mist. I'm digging that. I I, I don't know, like uh, carrying on the tradition. Of uh, great Muda to Jerry, uh, I'm digging all that. Um, green misted her eyes. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to this match at Rumble. Uh, they had a really good match last year. I, I think um, Becky will probably get his probably get her win back uh, this year. So it's I'm 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 looking forward to it. Good story going there. Um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm liking it. I, I like the promo afterwards. Um, yeah. It, it just seemed kind of like, you know, it was just Becky just come out with something, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it might have had a little rambly side to it or whatever, but I think that kind of made it feel a little authentic, you know. Yeah. But, and uh, I, I like when she does stuff like that. Uh, it's kind of a cool, um, like, the, the one year from the previous one, um, I, I remember last year when the match happened and Oscar uh, beat her and then Becky went on and, you know, she got her spot at Mania, you know, and a lot of people were fussing because, you know, well, why'd Oscar beat her, you know, that weakened her and stuff like that. And, you know, why, why did Oscar get the win over Becky if you're really pushing her? But then again, we get a year later and we get a, a cool storyline out of it. So it's kind of like, you know, if people don't be so negative right off the bat because it might play off later, even yeah. if it wasn't planned or it was planned, we, we don't know, but, you know. Uh, yeah, certainly. And and I feel like Becky is kind of getting her groove back. Um, <laughs> but could, uh, I, I feel like she is because, you know, obviously she was white hot kind of going into mania, then kind of cooled off. And, and it's kind of maintained a good, a good solid level throughout the year. But um, I feel like this feud with Oscar and possibly heading into this year's mania, I, I, I'm kind of getting like a reignited fire from her. I, I'm I'm digging it. Um, so we're getting uh, Andrade, Rey Mysterio for the U.S. title in a ladder match. 
please. Yes, sir. Let's let's just all of that. Um, so. And. Uh, I, I'm all in on Andrade. I'm hoping he has a big 2020. Um, then we get Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy loving this terrific match. Um, Black gets the win. Uh, I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to say Alistair Black will be in the final six of the Royal Rumble. I, I'm I'm not going to go as far to say I, I'm not going to go as far to say he'll be in the final four, but I, I think he will be in the final six. So. We'll, we'll check it out and see if that comes to play. Yeah. Um, I, I'm liking the, the feud between the two um, good matches. You ever, every now and then in wrestling, you get two guys that um, they'll have matches and they'll, they'll kind of be drawn back to each other. And, they'll, you know, they'll, even if it ain't for like a pay-per-view or a feud, you'll get another match every now and then between them. Uh, um, Brett and Sean, yeah. know, they, they pulled back together a lot through their careers. Um, Benoit and Jericho whenever they wrestled each other, it was awesome. And I remember WCW, you know, they had a match and then a few, like about a year later. So they were, um, one of the super brawls. I think they had a match with each other and then they got to WWE and they kept coming back and, and having rematches and stuff. And, and I kind of hope it's this way with these guys, you know, they're just both really hitting the main roster. So you kind of envision like, you know, they've got a lot, a lot of longevity ahead of them. And it'd be kind of cool to this be one of those feuds, even, even if not really a, to be in a storyline at the time, but be one of those rivalries that, you know, keeps coming back around every now and then, you know, then we agree. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I'm, I'm definitely digging, digging these two guys. And it seems as we'll get to here in just a moment that they not only have big plans for uh black, I'm, I'm thinking they might have big plans for Murphy as well. So, yep. Uh, the, the, the fist fight, <laughs> which I don't know. I, I, I thought this was a little, a little strange. Um, yeah, I, I don't know why they built it as a fist fight. It was kind of, yeah, I, I don't could know. It, could it not just been a falls anywhere or a hardcore or anything goes like that? Yeah. Um, so so basically, I mean, that's that's essentially what it was. And uh yeah, I mean a lot of brawling, a lot of a lot of stuff that you would expect in one of those types of matches. And um we we get Buddy Murphy coming out to help uh AOP and Seth Rollins. And if if this if this is like a, a gonna be a faction I don't know what they need to call it or what they're wanting to call it, but I'm I am all in as as we've talked about many times on this show. Uh, I love factions, uh, undisputed era, inner circle. That we we don't have enough factions nowadays, and something that I think WWE has done well over the course of its. Well, since the Attitude Era, I, I, I'm going to say since then, they, they've done faction warfare 
when, when they've had it, um, especially during the Attitude Era, they done faction warfare very well. Yep. Uh, so if if it's Seth Rollins, Buddy Murphy, AOP, and now Seth Rollins can just be a heel, uh, climb back up on top of the mountain once again, um, I'm all in. I, I, I really am. I think this has potential to make uh, make 2020 a really, really fun year. Uh, what say you? It's a good mix of guys. Uh, like, yeah. if I was a couple months ago, if they said, hey, put together a faction, you know, this isn't the four guys that I would have, you know, pulled together for it. But but looking at it, I'm like, I, I, I enjoy it. You know, you got Rollins doing the uh, the leader heel, um, playing that whole uh, Messiah thing. Uh, you got AOP, the, they're kind of the uh, muscle of the group, which normally that, that falls to a single guy, you know, instead of a tag mm-hmm. team, so that, that's kind of cool. And then Buddy being the newest member, um, that's a cool interesting dynamic because, you know, he's going to – he can kind of sit back, learn a little bit from Rollins. Uh, I'm sure eventually, you know – as all factions do, whenever the eventual implosion happens, we'll get Rollins and Buddy, which I could see being some good matches as well. Oh, yes, um, for sure. <laughs> so, so, I mean, it's, it's perfect. I like it. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I, I don't know what, I don't, I don't know what the name would be though. Uh, I, hopefully. yeah, I don't, I don't know. Hopefully something catchy, fun. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, good, good stuff there. Um, uh, Moving on, we have um, we, we will we will get to NXT first. Admittedly, I did not watch NXT. I watched uh, Bash at the Beach um, or Dynamite this week, <laughs> uh, and uh, I do know Keith Lee is uh, the number one contender for the uh, NXT world title. I think at the TakeOver show, I think it's in February. I think it's actually a couple weeks before the AEW um, pay-per-view. I I will watch the TakeOver show. Those are always great. Um, I fully expect Keith Lee to – to take the title off Adam Cole. I think Adam Cole is probably, I, I don't know if it's the, the whole undisputed era. Um, maybe, but, but I fully expect Adam Cole at least to be up on the main roster sooner rather than later. Yeah. Uh, but you know, uh, to hear a lot of people talk NXT is essentially the main roster, it, it, but uh, you know, it's, it is, but it isn't. Yeah, I'm of that camp too. Yeah, so uh, I still see it. it's it's still kind of a de- developmental. It's, it, um, it, it is. It is. Yeah. Uh, People are it, gonna go there first before they go to the uh, other shows, and, and yeah. it's not a bad thing. I mean, it's no, no, in no way. It, uh, actually, it, it I actually look that as a good thing. I, I enjoy them having this this show and then moving up to the other one, and you know. So. And and I I love me some Keith Lee, uh, yep. big man. He's a, he's a large, uh, large charismatic man that can move around in a way that he's not supposed to. Um, 
so yeah, good good stuff there. We we get a uh, opening segment with him and a four on four on one attack. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa showed up. Uh, so good good little segment there. Um, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunn move on in the Dusty Tag Team Tournament. Uh, strange pairing there. Uh, I, I don't know what the full story is w- with that. Um, so here's something that I wasn't aware of until reading the notes and reading some things on Reddit. Uh, Alex Shelley has quietly went to NXT. <laughs> <laughs> that to me, like I've, I think five to ten years ago, that would have been like, holy crap! Alex Shelley is going to WWE essentially, but this is kind of flown under the radar. And I actually, as I was doing the notes and stuff for this and looking at the results, I had to do a double take. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, Kushida and Alex Shelley. Um, they, they actually get defeated here, uh, in the tag team tournament. Um, but I'm, I'm hoping Alex Shelley sticks around. Uh, I'm, I'm liking that. Uh, I I was always a big, uh, Motor City Machine Guns fan back in the day. I, I remember, the the segments and I, I need to find them on YouTube and just go down that rabbit hole when uh, Shelly and Sabin and Kevin Nash had uh, what, uh, the paparazzi productions or something like that and it was just these little segments of just absurd stuff and it seemed like Nash was having an absolute blast um, doing these segments with these young guys. Uh, but anyways, it, it looks like, uh, in the, in the dusty classic, we're heading for Imperium and the undisputed era that, that uh, a final there is what it's looking like. It's going to set up. Um, and I'm fine with that. I think that's been a low key feud that's been bubbling beneath the surface those two factions um i i've still yet to watch the nxt takeover from last sunday the uk takeover uh i i still need to get around to watching that i don't keep up with nxt uk uh as much as i should but i've tried to watch a couple of their takeovers and yeah it's just fun stuff fun stuff um yeah, I saw, I saw a clip where uh, Undisputed Era did a run-in. I, I guess it was at the end of the show. I'm not sure if it was in the yeah. show, but uh, and uh, so that, I guess it kind of builds to the uh, them and Imperium. Mm. Um, moving on, um, Isaiah, uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott defeated Tyler Breeze. Uh, some cruiserweight action. I'm, I'm liking that. Uh, you know, they figured out what to do with the cruiserweight title. Um, so that that's, you know, that they, they were tearing the house down on uh, 205 Live. Nobody was watching. At least this way, it's getting some of these guys some exposure. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
so Bianca Belair won a battle royal to earn an NXT women's title match. I I don't know if she's uh I don't know if she's the woman to to take the title off Shayna Baszler. I'm fully expecting if they're unable to get anything worked out with Rousey, I fully expect Shayna Baszler and Becky Lynch at WrestleMania, it, unless Rousey comes back. But um, the but, uh, uh, you said uh, title off of Baszler didn't uh, didn't Rhea, Rhea get the belt? She did. Well, then I stand corrected. That uh, will be uh, Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley. Okay, As I, was, I, I was thinking, I remember seeing a clip of uh, yes, it. yes. So I, I thought I'd missed the rematch. <laughs> well, I, apparently, I missed an entire show. So, <laughs> very, very good correction. Yes. So I, I was like, "Wow, did they punish Rhea and give it back to Shayna like so quickly?" No, no. You, you are, you are correct. Uh, I think that was on. That may have been on the first show after the new year or right before the new year. It, it's not been that terribly long ago. You are correct. Rhea Ripley. So now it's going to be Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair. Okay. Um, I still expect <laughs> Shayna Baszler <laughs> versus uh, Becky. If they're unable to get anything with, uh, with Rousey worked out. So, and, and honestly, I think Shayna is probably – a better version of Rousey in, in a lot of ways. I think she plays that part a little bit better. Um, I don't quite know if she's as, as good in ring, but she's pretty, pretty darn solid. Um, plus I, I love the submission magician uh, moniker. That's just, that's tremendous. That is pretty cool. I like that. Uh, but um but anyways, that's uh, that's everything uh, that's happened on um, NXT. We've got a couple matches announced for the NXT TakeOver Portland, Oregon show. Obviously, the NXT Women's Championship match, Rhea Ripley, not Shayna Baszler, <laughs> versus uh, Bianca Belair and uh, Gargano versus Finn Balor. That should just tear the roof off that place. Um and uh, also, the uh, when the Worlds Collide show, which is NXT UK versus NXT, has some fun stuff. I'm guessing this is going to be on the network. Uh, and it will be Undisputed Era versus Imperium. Um, Finn Balor versus Aja Dragunov. I'm sure I butchered that. Um, DIY versus Mustache Mountain. That should absolutely be Terrific. Rhea Ripley versus one of my favorites, Tony Storm, uh, in a fatal four-way for the Cruiserweight title with uh, the Brian Kendrick, Jordan Devlin, Swerve Scott, and uh, Angel Garza. So that, honestly, that these matches I'm reading to you now is the first I've heard about any of them. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> Is just to show how far behind I've been. Uh, so that could be a fun little uh, Saturday Saturday show to watch uh, next weekend. Oh, cool. um, 
any any thoughts on NXT? Uh, I may have to check that out. I hadn't heard. I I heard they were doing Worlds Collab, but I w- didn't know uh, the match lineup yet. So yeah, yeah, fun fun stuff. Um, so moving on to Bash at the Beach. Uh, what before we get into this? What what are your thoughts on? A lot of people have kind of poked uh, poked fun at Cody, I guess you'd say, for, for wanting Bash at the Beach or, or Battle Bowl or Slambury. What, what are your thoughts? Where do you stand on him wanting these names that obviously Dusty had a hand in creating um, and wanting them under his umbrella? Do you oh. think he – and and what and, and uh, supposedly WWE is uh, I, I've heard rumors that they could be suing AEW for using this. Hmm. Uh, well, I mean, I got no problem with them wanting to use them. Uh, um, I mean, if if they're not using them and they don't have them copyrighted or anything, I mean, jump right into it. That, my only issue is is I, I, I'm going to poke at AEW just a little bit on this one. I probably wouldn't have done Bash at the Beach in January. <laughs> That seemed yeah. weird to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree there. I, I uh, even if they were in Miami, I, I would have at least waited till spring break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that would have been a little bit, uh, a little bit made made a little more sense. But um, and, and supposedly next week we're getting, uh, and, and I'm interested to see how they do this. Uh, they're, they're, uh, yeah, so, so yeah, I think next week it's it's going to be uh, the they're going to have like a bash in the beach part two on the Jericho cruise, um, which I'm interested to see how they do that. I, I don't know if they are actually going to be on the cruise out at sea. Uh, I know Jr. kept saying out at sea, out at sea, and I'm, <laughs> I, I don't know if they. My, my, where I'm going with this is, are they actually going to be able to have a live satellite feed? I, I don't know how that works. Are they going to tape it or what? So, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting maybe like recording and then maybe they have a, uh, have somewhere to send it out at one, at one of the docks or something, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, but who, who knows? Who knows? Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll get into, into Bash at the Beach here. Uh, I, I thought this was I, I, this was arguably the best AEW show yet, I, I do believe. Um, had a tremendous opening four-way tag team match. I know a lot of people, Arn Anderson included, uh, has made comment about AEW's tag team matches and how it is a bit of a too much lucha libre style where you you, you don't um, you you kind of lose track of the legal man. They even I don't know if it was intentional or just uh, or, or what on commentary. I think it was Shivani or Jr. that made it was like I, I don't know who the legal man is. I thought I thought Omega was, and and they kind of made a comment. And I don't know if they genuinely lost track of who the legal man was, or they were kind of poking the bear and making a comment about everybody's complaints. But I thought this was, um, we had Omega and uh, Hangman Page, the Young Bucks, 
uh, Santana and Ortiz and the best friends. I, I thought this was tremendous. Went about 17 minutes. Uh, and we get Hangman Page and Omega for Dynamite next week. Um, that should be good. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we get those two uh, versus uh, SCU. So, so it, it should be some – should be a, a, a fun, fun match there. I, I saw a clip uh, – <laughs> the only clip I saw from this match actually um, – and I got to give credit. It was one of the first Orange Cassidy moments that I actually was kind of behind the character. <laughs> the uh, the crazy suplex spot. Yeah. I actually got a little excited about that. I've, I've not really felt his character the, since they've teased showed up. Um, I don't know, I'm not going to complain about it. My my favorite moment of his before this was when Pot uh, kicked him in the head a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. But now, uh, uh, but now I enjoyed his interjection in this one. So that was kind of cool. I feel like I've I seen an interview with Cody or, or read a little excerpt where he said, you know, the kid can go. Orange Cassidy apparently can can actually wrestle and go. And I've seen a little bit of the indie stuff. I feel like we're building to a crescendo. Um, he's over. There is no yeah. doubt about it. It's probably the most unique gimmick in wrestling right now. It's so out of the box. It does grab your attention. Um, and uh, I, I feel like one day he probably can and will go uh, and, you know, actually wrestle. But um, full credit to the guy for being able to do a kip up with his hands in his pockets. True. That's, that, that, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I can't do one with, that, with my hands out of my pockets. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um Next up, we've got uh, probably the best promo, um, the best promo in wrestling, Cody Rhodes. And uh, a couple weeks ago, MJF put up some stipulations for his match with uh, Cody. And it's basically Cody cannot touch MJF until revolution. Uh, he gets 10 lashes. MJF gets to give Cody 10 lashes, I'm guessing with a belt on live TV. And Cody has to have a steel cage match against Wardlow. So kind of unpacking this, uh, the, the cannot touch MJF until revolution. That's always fun because, you know, MJF is going to try to provoke him. The 10 lashes on live TV that's going to be a wild segment because uh, I, I just I just feel like Cody's putting himself out there. Now, the steel cage match, supposedly this is going to take place at uh, – they're, they're doing uh, – I think it's the big arena in Atlanta. Um, Phillips Arena, I guess it is, or State Farmer. It's the – 18, 20,000 seed arena, the big arena in uh, yeah. Atlanta. Uh, that's when this cage match is going to take place. And that's going to be a big show because obviously WCW connections. Uh, I'm interested to see Cody made comment. He wants, he likes it when the cage comes down from the ceiling, a la WWE. Uh, and I, I think WCW did it as well. So yeah, I think I remember 
I'm excited to see what their cage looks like. <laughs> as strange as that sounds. Um, I don't know if they'll go and just do an exact copy of WWE or, or what they'll do. But I think it's a smart move to have this, the first cage match in AEW, uh, for one, with Cody. He, he's the best storyteller. Um, and to have this match at that arena. Uh, and I'm sure it's going to be a hot crowd. I'm, I'm interested to see if it's going to be fully sold out or, uh, you know, a large crowd, whatever. Um, so so what's, what's your thoughts on on this feud and – and everything thus far. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like you. I'm, I'm thinking that's a good move, having the, the cage match in the uh, WCW territory and stuff like that. It'd be a, be a big build. Um, I, I'm interested to see I've, I've still not seen MGF uh, actually the match. I don't know if uh, <laughs> I think my, my missing AEW the past so many weeks through uh, the holidays, I, I've not seen him wrestle at all. But dude cuts a mean promo. <laughs> well, in all fairness... He he, re- he wrestled this past week, but in all fairness, I'm not sure. I think he wrestled Adam Page a few weeks back to get that ring, the the dynamite diamond ring. He's not wrestled a ton. <laughs> <laughs> I got to thinking about that, really racking my brain when he had that six man tag this past week, which which we'll get to in a second. I'm like, this dude has not wrestled that much. He's on the show every week. Just so, hadn't had that many matches. Yeah. So, but but, but I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Yeah. You know, it, it's less is more sometimes. But anyhow. Uh, can, yeah, don't, 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 don't get burned out on him that way. Yeah. But uh, c- continue on uh, with uh, with your thoughts there. But no, I, I – um... He, he cuts a mean promo, and, and Cody's Cody's good at promos, good in the ring. Uh, uh, it's kind of a story that as soon as AEW started, you could almost see it was going to happen, you know, because MJF was just – he was a heel, and, you know, Cody was – Cody's face, MJF was natural heel. It just, you could tell at some point it was going to happen. I, th- I think it happened a little little quickly, but, uh, but uh, I hope it builds a, a good match. And, honestly, I – I understand the placement of the cage match leading into their match, but I, I would almost, you know, want to save the cage match for a rematch between them two, you know, because the cage match rivalry leading into it, you know. Yeah. But but I understand why they're doing it, to, to really pull that pop with the Atlanta crowd, WCW country, and, you know. Yeah, I, I think uh, – I'm excited about that. I think that is – I'm trying to remember when that show is. That might be the Wednesday before that takeover in Portland. So that that should be a good uh, good little barometer because um, I'm sure they're they're going to try to go out there and tear the house down. Um, so after that, we get um, we get Brandy Rhodes and Mel versus Chris Statlander and Hikaru Shida. Uh, so we, we've got the, and, and Dr. Luther, who I, at first I thought was Gangrel with a shaved head, but I don't think it is. <laughs> uh, a lot of people have complained about the Nightmare Collective. So I'm going to get up on a soapbox for a minute. I, I, I was seeing people on Reddit the other day, which I need to stop doing this, but a lot of times during shows, 
I'll have Reddit up, uh, and I'll just kind of browse around, see what kind of get the pulse of what people are thinking. And, and it blew my mind that people are like, well, Nightmare Collective is trash. They're trash. And, and I kind of chimed in, and I got a lot of upvotes for this. I said, basically, I view the Nightmare Collective. You, you have a women's division that you know none of the people, essentially. Um, so you, you are trying to build this division. Brandy Rhodes is your most recognizable face. Austin Kong is up there as well. Put those two together as a heel faction that's essentially out against everybody. And to me, it's a group. Whether the segments are good or bad or whatever, they're, they're there to help build the women's division. They're there to help bring them up. Yeah. And Chris Statlander, I really enjoy her. I think she's got a bright future. Uh, there's a chick on there. Uh, she was on there two or three weeks ago. I really enjoyed her match. Big Swole, I think, was her name. Uh, not crazy about that name, uh, <laughs> but uh, I really enjoyed her <clears throat> her work. Um, so they've got some talent. They are still <sighs> light years behind WWE, but they're just getting started. Um, so. Yeah, that that's the thing. Everybody's been complaining about the Nightmare Collective. I, I'm I'm not against it. I understand what they're trying to do. They're there to help establish some of these ladies and give them a foil to to help build them. So, yeah. uh, but all that being said, I'm I'm down off my soapbox now. <laughs> hey, mate, you make a good point though. Uh, Moving on, we get a um, a Dark Order vignette where they're trying to acquire Michael Nakazawa, uh, Kenny Omega, Brandon Cutler, Adam Page. They, they just name a bunch of people. So they apparently they're before the end of the year when they had that kind of terrible segment that ended the show uh, with the Dark Order taking out everybody. Uh, supposedly Marty Scroll was going to be revealed to be the leader of the Dark Order. But obviously he has signed, re-signed with Ring of Honor. So now I guess he's not going to be in AEW. Uh, and apparently he's head booker in Ring of Honor, which I find interesting. Um, so, so now I'm hearing that the leader of the dark order could be Matt Hardy They're They're going to bring him in and build this up and build this up. Is this the man behind it all? I think that can work eventually. Um, what, what, what's your thoughts? Um, I, I could see it. I could see it. Um, um, I don't know. I'm kind of lost on that one. Uh, this, did Scroll not just show up in a in uh, NWA? He did. Supposedly, supposedly he's able to work with them, or, or you know he's got a little deal with them, and uh, I guess a title match with uh, Aldis, and, and you know stuff going on there. But he has resigned with Ring of Honor. 
And I guess once his little uh, his little shot with NWA is done, he's going to go back to Ring of Honor full time. Okay. Uh, so it's maybe, maybe just a little – he's just doing like a little short run. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it, interesting stuff there. Um, moving on, we got uh, Sammy Go- uh, Guevara and John Moxley. They had a, a fun little match um, each and every week. I love Sammy Guevara a little bit more and a little bit more. Um, and after the match, we get a beatdown, and we get a little callback to – uh, the Road Warriors and Dusty Roads, uh, where the Road Warriors stabbed a spike in Dusty Roads' eye, and we get the, a call back to that, where Jericho took a spike off his jacket and stabbed it in John Moxley's eye. Um, so, good segment. A lot of a lot of heat on the inner circle, uh, and. I'm looking forward to the inevitable Moxley Jericho match. Uh, I think Moxley will probably be the guy to take the title off Jericho. <clears throat> I, I'm not sure how I feel about that because Jericho has been just tremendous as Le Champion. So, um, solid, solid segment though. Um, and. We also get, uh, after that, we get a six-man tag. DDP, Dustin Rhodes, and uh, Cutie Marshall versus The Butcher and the Blade and MJF. Um, Fun fun little six-man here. Uh, I mean, it's it was crazy how how good DDP looked. Uh, And I'm thinking DDP is early 60s. (laughs) (laughs) It's just amazing. So I I'm, uh, need to look into DDP yoga. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh, anyhow, uh, then we yeah, get – go yeah, ahead. All, all I saw from that one, I, I, I didn't see any mat- clips for, of the match other than his uh, dive, which kind of took me by surprise. I don't think I've yeah. ever seen Paige do anything like that. No, no. It's uh, pretty, pretty wild stuff. Um, so – we get a, a main event with uh, Pac and Darby Allen. This was fun. Um, after the match, we get uh, Pirate John Moxley come out uh, with, with eye patch and all, saying that even though he's got one eye, he's still going to wrestle Pac next week. Um, this uh, this was a fun show. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm liking the. Uh, like in the little uh, maybe special event feel, since they're not they're only going to have quarterly pay per views. I wish I almost wish they could do like a two and a half hour show. I don't know if I want want them to go the full three hours. I think back in the day, Clash of the Champions were maybe two and a half hours. Um, I, I wish on some of these special shows like this that they could get maybe an extra half hour uh, to to get a little bit more in. But with that being said. It's been announced that they've been extended. Dynamite has been extended through 2023. Um, so they're they're doing well as far as TNT is concerned. 
and they want to do another show. Uh, what, what, what's your thoughts on this? Well, uh, it's good news. Um, oh, well, as, as we were talking in text, uh, uh, great news for them, but there's no way I can squeeze another hour of wrestling into my week. Uh, but no, uh, good news for them. Um, I, I'm kind of eh, on this new show, depending on how they go with it. I don't, I don't think we need a like a. I, I don't. I know they're not going to do a brand split, you know. No. But I'm thinking. I'm thinking like you know, Raw and SmackDown, like it was when SmackDown first started, where you know, on Monday nights we got all the storyline going on. On Thursday nights, it's more of the same storyline going on, and and I don't really think we necessarily need that just yet. Uh, um, well, no, but but I think they do have some talent. They could stand another another hour. My, my idea. Uh, some people have said that you know they'll just put AEW Dark, which is a YouTube show um, that comes out every Tuesday. They'll just throw it on uh, TBS. I think, okay, you've got Monday, can't do that. Well, I'm not going to say you can't, but don't want to do that. Uh, you're already on Wednesday. Uh, Friday, probably shouldn't do that. Why not do 6.05 Eastern Saturday night? See, that's kind of what I was thinking. Um, and I, if you're really going to do the WCW thing, do that one hour on Saturday night. That's why not? You know, and, and put it on TBS. That that that'd be definitely definitely a WCW throwback. I see what I was thinking was the, I that was kind of floating around in my head that I was I was thinking, you know, what would be kind of cool was, um would be a Saturday show where um you know you you can do like a little clip or something showing, you know, hey, this is what went down on Dynamite and then have matches like whatever didn't fit on Dynamite, you know, as far as like um Say if Jericho had his his storyline on Dynamite or whatever, you know, you might not have him on on the Saturday show, but you might have like uh, uh, maybe MJF storyline or uh, you yeah. know what, whatever they they're like. Well, we're not going to work them in on this show, you know. So it's kind of finishing out storylines, but not necessarily having to you know come up. Well, what what else can Jericho do on this show, or yeah. what else can uh, uh, almost almost like a uh, like a superstars to some yeah. degree, yeah. yeah. That, that's kind of um, what I was feeling, because I mean, I, that's what I grew up on was the Saturday morning, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. So it'd be kind of neat to have a throwback to that. But but I like I, I agree with you. It should be on six oh five Saturday nights to get that <laughs> that uh, that that feel of uh, you know every Saturday night. That'd be cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm all for it. Uh, it I said we were going to mention ratings again. So the past two weeks, uh, AWs. I don't want to say spank next to but for lack of a better way of putting it, I think uh, they've had over 950,000 viewers the past two weeks uh, where NXT has had around 700,000. And I think there before the end of the year, when you had a lot of crossover from like Becky and the OC and, and Seth and so on and so forth, I, I think there was a spike, but I think now that that is gone. You, you're you're settling into probably what you're going to get week in, week out. Um, and, and I stand by my bold prediction that uh, AEW will crack a million viewers and, and stay in that million viewer range. Um, 
here soon. So uh, they're they're not that far away. And and yet again, I'm it's it's amazing to me how well this company is doing. Uh, they they've been on for what three four months now on, on national TV. Been in operation essentially for just a little over a year. And they're a firm number two in the in in the in the landscape. So awesome stuff um, as always. So moving on, we've uh, we've got SmackDown, um, and Kane, uh, Mayor Kane, made an appearance to kick off the show. Uh, Supposedly, has has his Broken Skull Sessions, uh, is that on the network yet, or is it coming? I think, was it, um, I think it was, uh, what, after all this Monday, was it? I think so. I, I need to check that out. Yeah, I, I, I haven't watched that one yet. I, I've missed the Goldberg one for some, some time. I, I have, too. Um, I know it's on there, but I missed it. Yeah. I've And I've heard that uh, Bret Hart is going to be the next guest. So. Oh, that'll be good. That will I'm I'm there. Um, sign me up. So, um, but uh, Kane came out, and obviously we get a little bit of uh, get a little bit of fiend in, in Kane action, and Daniel Bryan attacks and, and rips out some of the fiend's hair. Uh, these two guys are going to have a strap match, a, a good old fashioned yappa pie strap match. So, no. Uh, <laughs> Um, but uh, they're going to have a strap match I I like that stipulation Um, I don't expect Brian to beat the Fiend I'm kind of I don't know where they're going to go and and that's a good thing because it looks like we could get Roman and Fiend at Mania but um, I don't know what 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 say you with with the strap match and going forward. I, I'm like you. I don't think uh, Brian's gonna get the win. Uh, I'm 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 leaning, leaning towards Roman and Fiend too. But uh, I mean, just the the strap match should be pretty fun. Um, it. I don't know. I, I don't think I'd want to be strapped to the Fiend. Uh, no. <laughs> the, but you know, I, I understand the storyline. You know, it's personal. Uh, Brian wants to tear into him. Uh, I like the involvement of Kane. Uh, I honestly would would like a uh, you know fiend destroying Kane moment. Uh, it makes sense the old monster getting took out by the new monster. You know, um, yeah. I, I know they've already feuded before as Bray Wyatt, but you know, um, but I'm I'm kind of like I'm leaning towards we're probably getting Roman and Fiend, and uh, I'm okay with that. I mean, Roman's not been in the uh, main title picture in quite a while, so yeah. And no, that that's uh, that's true. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, I think, I think it'll be a good little, little change of pace. Uh, and, um, I'm kind of dig, oh, sorry. sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm kind of digging Roman and the Usos, you know, as a, as a kind of faction, you know. And I don't know why it took us this long to get to that. I, I don't know yeah. if it was just too obvious. I, we don't want to do that because it's so obvious, but 
sometimes stuff like that just works. So, yeah, I'm I'm digging that as well. So moving on, we've got uh, after the uh, the Kane, Brian, and Fiend segment, we get uh, John Morrison and Biggie. Uh, Good stuff here, as we mentioned earlier. I'm, I'm loving Morrison and Miz. This is looking like it's going to build to a tag team title match. Uh, so, so I'm, I'm down for it. Um, I, I think, uh, I think this is right where Morrison needs to be upon his return. Um, yeah. What, what say you? Yeah, that, it made sense. Like, like you stated earlier. Uh... How do you bring Morrison back in? He's already got ties to the Miz, so. Yep. And I, I know uh, a lot of a lot of people were complaining. Uh, was it last last week that he uh, he kind of made his big return, but it wasn't a big return. It was just him. He was like uh, they were going to interview Miz, and he opened the door instead. And you know, yeah. But I, I, you know, I understand. You know, some people wanted to save the pop for like their own boy or something like that. But you know, you got other pops. You know, you oh. you got possible other surprises so you know i don't, I, ain't, I ain't bothered by it it's cool so then we get the usos and the revival uh usos get the win um and i guess at this point the revival is just uh waiting to go to AEW. um <laughs> they, they apply for a trademark uh shatter machine um which is a pretty cool tag team name should they decide to leave and everything I've heard is they are, uh, you know, they're they're on their way out. Um, so next uh, we get. I, I, I mentioned earlier that Becky and Oscar was the second best women's feud. I'm really enjoying Bailey and Sasha Banks and Lacey Evans, and this whole interaction. Um, I, I think they've done a great job. Um, I, I think, uh, I, I think this is, this is low key been a, been a great feud. Um, of course, Lacey, uh, gets, gets the win and, um, you know, I, I think that's probably going to set up a match down the road. Uh, maybe at Rumble, I don't know, but uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. It seems like Lacey Evans a, a year ago was just coming on the main roster. I think she's hitting her stride, coming in her own a little bit. So this this is great stuff. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm enjoying what I've seen of it. I've, again, I've been out of the loop a little bit, but I've I've been seeing a lot of clips uh, involving them, and uh, I, I'm enjoying it. I'm kind of. Kind of surprised of her being a uh, face. I think I texted you was it, a couple weeks ago or whatever, where I hadn't seen the uh, the turn or anything. I was like, so apparently she's a face now. But uh, but I'm digging it. I'm digging what I'm seeing. Yeah. Uh, then we get Sheamus and Shorty G for the Royal Rumble. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm glad Sheamus is back. I'm still not pleased with Shorty G uh, being in the spot he's in. But hey, he's he's making the most of it. Uh, Becky Lynch will be on backstage on Tuesday night. And I think this is the show that CM Punk is also going to be on. I'm really hoping those two get to interact. Uh, should be a lot of fun. 
And it looks like we're going down a road of uh, Shinsuke and Braun Strowman uh, for the Intercontinental title. And I, I, I like this. Uh, Shinsuke's a, a good heel. Um, uh, Strowman needs a title. I, I think it, it's it's been a long time coming. Um, more fun stuff from Alexa and Nikki Cross and Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. Good little little mini feud going there. Um, a tables match between Robert Roode and Roman Reigns closes out the show. Uh, which sets up a uh, Falls Count Anywhere match with Corbin and Reigns at the Rumble. Uh, should be pretty good. Um, so, so while we're, you know, the rumble is next Sunday, I'm sure we'll have a show next Sunday morning covering it in more in depth, but, um, we'll, we'll look at the card real quick and just kind of give our initial thoughts, uh, since we're getting back in the swing of things. So we do have, uh, Seamus versus Shorty G. We do have Bailey versus Lacey Evans, Falls Count Anywhere, Roman versus Corbin, Becky versus Oscar for the Raw Women's uh, Strap Match, Fiend versus Wyatt. And then we have the Women's Rumble Match uh, and the Men's Rumble Match. So, not a bad card. Not not a bad card. Um, what's up? Match-wise, it seems like we're a little stronger on SmackDown side, unless there's some Raw that they haven't officially announced. I would agree. It's it's SmackDown certainly carrying the the weight of the weight here, but you know Lesnar is going to enter at number one, um, and obviously we have Kane Velasquez has said he's going to enter. So the obvious thing there is uh, Lesnar and Kane Velasquez at, at Mania. Uh, Edge could possibly come back. Um, then, you know, we've got Punk out there. I, I would love Punk and Lesnar at Mania to reignite that feud. I don't know if they'll go down that road. I don't know. Who, who knows? But to me, there's no obvious pick for the Rumble this year. Uh, you had Shinsuke a couple years ago. You had Seth last year. In the past two years, I would venture to say they've got it right. They they have they've really got the Rumble winners right. So I don't know. Um, I think back in the summer, I, I I made a dark horse pick of Kevin Owens. I think he's still in the in the mix. Uh, just. Uh, Initial picks. We'll we'll make more picks next week. But uh, what what kind of jumps out to you? What, what? Um. Well, I'm I'm thinking this. Okay. Um. Brock's in it, and of course he's got the belt. So you know, some something's got to happen to involve his title. And of course, then we also got to get a number one contender or a challenger for the other title. So I'm thinking somebody throws Brock out. I don't know who, 
I'm going to say I, I'm I'm picking my boy Drew McIntyre, even though he's probably not going to get it. But I'm I'm going to say Drew. Let's let's say Drew McIntyre throws Brock out. Kind of surprises everybody. Surprises Brock. Brock's mad. He leaves, but comes back out and call it causes Drew to get thrown out somehow. So that way Drew doesn't have to win the uh, Rumble to build up the Drew Brock match, and then Reigns goes on and wins the Rumble to go on against the Fiend. Now I'm not saying Drew is the going to be the guy that. That wins it, but I'm I'm using him as the placeholder, you know, because I because mm-hmm. I want him to win it. But uh, <laughs> whether whether it's Drew McIntyre, whether it's um, uh, Cedric Alexander, whether it's I'm trying to go all over the, across the board here, you know, with names. Uh, whether it's Lacey Evans, not Brock out, you know, whoever whoever it is, I, I think they're going to surprise him. He's going to get mad and come back. Either he'll knock him out, and somehow the officials will still count that, or he'll cause somebody else to put him out. And that way, it sets up both matches in one one rumble. Yeah, I, I could I could definitely see that as well. I, I don't know. And, and as we mentioned, you know, you still got. I don't know how you bring Edge back. I don't know how you bring possibly Punk back. It's there's a lot of I don't knows, and, and I think that's a good thing. I think it, it allows us as fans to just kind of sit back and enjoy the ride. Um, so I'm excited. It, it's next Sunday. It's kind of snuck up on us. Uh, yep. So, yeah, uh, you, you said you had some this date in wrestling history. Uh, I'm expecting probably a couple rumble, uh, a rumble or two here in this date in wrestling history. So what you got? Yeah, well, um, I thought it was kind of cool. Uh, we we had another podcast a little bit, and uh, that we were doing this one, and I knew we were going to be jumping right into the Royal Rumble stuff, you know, because that's that's what's coming up. So it was mm-hmm. good timing, and the date itself worked out perfectly. Today's uh, January nineteenth. Um, did a little research, got looking up, and there's four Royal Rumbles that have happened on January nineteenth. Nice. Could be more, but that 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 was what initially jumped out at me. Um, so so we'll just jump right into uh, we'll jump right into the the earliest one, nineteen ninety one, Royal Rumble ninety one. Uh, Hogan wins the Rumble. Uh, Slaughter beats Warrior for the title, sets that up for WrestleMania. Although technically, at the time, the Rumble winner didn't get a title shot. That just well, they did, but uh, that wasn't the stipulation. It just happened, you know, Hogan won, and they won in the Rumble. So, um, I wonder if that's how they uh, come up with that idea. They noticed a lot of these Rumble winners were going on to into the title picture, so they just made it the stipulation in 93. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, that show also featured a good opening match between the Rockers and the Orient Express. If you hadn't ever watched that one, I'd recommend okay. checking that one out. The The finish was is really a... I, it may be just a decent match with a good finish. I don't know, but but the finish was kind of neat. I always liked the finish between them, so uh, that was kind of cool. Uh, this one surprises me. The next one is Royal Rumble '92, happened on the on the same day as Royal Rumble '91, January nineteenth. Hmm. Kind of weird. Um, I, it's hard. I, I forget sometimes that the pay per views weren't always on Sundays back in the day. So I guess that's what, how this turned out. Um, Royal Rumble 92, uh, that's the one Flair one. Uh, a lot of people consider that to be the best Royal, Royal Rumble of all time. It's, it's a good one. Um, I honestly don't think I have a favorite Rumble match. Um, I think one, that's probably the most stacked Rumble match. That 
that's got to have the most Hall of Famers in it. Yeah, yeah. I, I looked at the participant list, and they're, you know, pretty good. Um, what, one missing from that time period, which ties into my next match, I'm going to talk about is Brett. It'd been cool if he was in there because it would have had just about everybody from the uh, Hogan era, the 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 what 1990 and stuff like that, leading into mm-hmm. the next bunch. Um, but uh, Brett wasn't there. Uh, Brett and the Mountie were feuding over the Intercontinental title. Piper took his spot into the match with the Mountie. I think Brett was sick or something like that. Something knocked him out of it. I'm, I can't remember what it was. So Piper took his spot. Uh, Mountie had beat Brett for the Intercontinental title, I think it was. Then uh, Piper beat Mountie. That set up the great Piper and Brett match for WrestleMania, so that was cool. Um, one of my one of my favorite Mania matches. Oh, certainly, yes. So that was kind of neat. Um, uh, we'll move on down the line to uh, 1997. Royal Rumble 97 was on uh, January 19th. Uh, this is the one where Austin won, but it was kind of questionable. You know, he got thrown out, but the refs didn't see it. And then he come back in and eliminated Brett and uh, Undertaker and Vader. And um, so that set up the final four pay-per-view for the next month. I, I think, uh, of course, I think it was Taker threw him out, but I, I think poor uh, Glenn Jacobs gets kind of overshadowed into this. If I'm not mistaken, he got eliminated after Austin. So I think it should have been a fatal five way, you know, and put, but no, I'm just, I'm just playing on that one. But uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty sure Taker threw him out. So his elimination did count. So, but uh, he gets overlooked a little bit in that situation. And uh, that set up the fatal four way match. And uh, of course, 1997, a little partial to it because great year in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alamo Dome. Uh, it was the big Alamo Dome show. Uh, San Antonio, Sean's hometown, him against Sid. Um, Decent little show in there, you know. Uh, being being a huge Sean Mark, you know, that, that's a a great moment to look back on. Um, let's see what else we got. Uh, the next year, we had a moment on on January nineteenth, but it wasn't a Rumble. Uh, this was a, a Monday Night Raw. Ah, yep, you know where I'm going. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, to to kind of tease a little bit, and before we get to the main event of this one, uh, we had DX searching for the Undertaker, which. I remember those little segments. It was pretty funny. Uh, Taker was missing after the they set the casket on fire at the, or the Rumble, or Kane set the casket on fire, fire at the Rumble, and uh, they were searching for Taker in the back. And like uh, at one point, the, like uh, they were asking the Mexican minis where uh, Taker was, and China had like uh, what, what's his name the uh, the main one. I can't think of his name. The little he had the yellow and blue costume. Oh yeah, Max, Max Mini or something like yep. that. Yep. Yeah. China had him like held up right at eye level with Sean, and Sean was talking to him, and he was like, "I can't get anything out of them." And so China put him down, and then they had the uh, the segment with the uh, hearse was in the back, and they snuck up on it and opened up the door, and instead of Taker, it was like there's these girls come out, and they were like all super excited to see Sean and Hunter, and then they all went back in the uh, hearse, and China sitting there with this kind of disgusted look on her face, you know, like oh, I can't believe I hang out with these guys, and uh, <laughs> then, then we finally get Taker. Taker shows up in the ring and. He, he, you know, he comes into the ring and everybody's like, "Oh, it's Undertaker!" And then the music cuts into DX's music and it's Sean, and we get the uh, DX cookout. It was it was a good time to have ball, but overshadowed a little bit by what uh, ended the show. Uh, this was the Austin Tyson brawl. The 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 big uh, Tyson was there to play a part in Mania. Austin shows up and calls him out and made huge headlines. This was covered on like everything that year. Yeah, uh, definitely getting that what. Well, I can't remember how much it was. The the big check that Vince cut Tyson definitely getting the money's worth 
with the uh, media coverage out of that one. Yeah, it was. I, I I don't know how much it was. It's been rumored. Pritchard says it wasn't that much, but who knows? It. I, I'm <laughs> sure both parties were pleasant. Were were pleased with uh, the money that they got on both ends. Yeah, and, and Tyson looked like he was having a ball being a part of it too. So, so oh that yeah, kind of cool. And uh, then we got one more entry into this uh, on January nineteenth. Uh, 2003, the Rumble from 2003 happened. Uh, uh, Brock won that one, which is, you know, we got Brock in this Rumble. You know, that might, I don't know if that kind of might be some foreshadowing, but uh, Brock won that one. And it also played host to the Angle and uh, Chris Benoit title match that was really, really good. Another mm-hmm. match I definitely recommend anybody going, going back and watching. It was great. So a, a lot of Royal Rumble stuff happened on January 19th. So I thought it was awesome that our first podcast back, where we would be talking about the Royal Rumble is on January 19th. That was pretty cool. Yep. Yep. Uh, so you mentioned uh, you had some classic content that uh, something we've not done in a while, uh, yep. but um, that's some classic content you might want to dive into. So uh, what is it? Well, um, still kind of following along the lines of the Rumble, um, but it's a shorter one. I know we got we got a lot of wrestling to watch. It's hard to do the classic content stuff right now. Where since there's so much current content, mm-hmm. uh, but I thought this is just one match and one one um, promo and one match. Uh, earlier this week was the 20 year anniversary of uh, one of my favorite promos. Um, I set the stage for you. It was SmackDown, January 14th, 2000. Um, Triple H is out there talking about. Uh, him and Mankind had brought, I think Mankind had, had been fired, you know, pink slip on a pole match or whatever it was. And uh, uh, he had got fired. They had reinstated Mankind, and him and Hunter had, had a big brawl on Monday. And uh, Hunter was talking about that. Uh, Mankind comes out, um, still wearing the bloody shirt from Monday. He come out, and he, st- he makes the statement that uh, he doesn't think Mankind is ready to uh, face Triple H at the Royal Rumble. But he said, I, I think the WWE audience deserves a replacement. And he reaches up, he grabs the uh, Mankind mask, slowly pulls it off. He reaches up, grabs the button-up Mankind uh, button-up shirt, does the, uh, a uh, Superman moment, you know, tearing yeah. it open. Yeah. And it reveals the black T-shirt with the uh, yellow wanted poster, Cactus Jack shirt. And the camera cuts back to Hunter and... Uh, the whole segment, you know, he's had this um, kind of disgusted, you know, look on his face toward mankind or kind of a, a cocky smirk, you know, or whatever. Basically, you know, Triple H stuff, you know. Yeah. And uh, when the camera cuts over to him this time, I mean, it, uh, those looks are replaced with like uh, worry and uh, surprise and shock and fear and everything. You can see all that in Hunter's face. And uh, it's one of my favorite promos. And, and a lot of it goes to Hunter's reaction. Hunter sold that perfectly yes the the fact of a guy just changing clothes you know when you you look at what happened it was just a guy taking his shirt off but hunter Mm -hmm. like sold it to where you know you know this isn't happy go lucky mcfoley oh man i've got to fight cactus jack no you know i don't want this and it was a great segment great promo Uh, again that's from smackdown of january 14th 2000 and it leads us into the royal rumble 2000 where we get triple h versus cactus jack for the title and it's a great match. Love that match. And I thought, you know, let's throw that out there for a classic content idea. If uh, 
you know, we'll check it out. Um, talk about it next time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I am certainly down for that. That's, uh, one of my favorite, uh, triple H matches in, in probably, uh, Mick pretty much made Triple H that night in a lot of ways. Not that he wasn't already made, but yeah, that was yeah. I'm I'm all in on that. Let's let's do that. Um, good good choice. Good thank choice. You, you. Um, but uh, I think I think that's it for this week. Uh, a lot of ground we covered, but um, it's been a while. So uh, good stuff. Uh, anything else? I think that's all I got. All right. Well, uh, we'll see everybody next week. It's good to be back. Stay positive, guys.